Have you had your dose of pep today? No? Don't worry. I got you. Let's go. Welcome to episode 6 of the Pep Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Jay, and it is my pleasure, it is my honor to be here with you right now. It is the mission of this podcast to cheer you on and coach you up, and we do that by coming to you weekly via your favorite podcast providers and dropping that Monday pep on you to get you through the day and to get you through the week. Listen, I love y'all. Keep on reviewing and rating and subscribing and sharing. It means the world to me to get emails with thoughts and suggestions. And even the ones where you just want to say thank you. I appreciate all of you. I think this is the service that really jazzes my heart, man. I mean, working with clients, making digital content and podcasting. It all just does something really cool for my my mindset and my heart. But listen, week one of the podcast, I got an email from someone asking me to make a podcast about procrastination. (laughs) That one kind of hit me in the gut because it's something that I know very well. So I decided that for today's episode, we would tackle that topic by talking about what procrastination is, how it shows up in our minds, and finally, I want to offer you some tips for overcoming procrastination in your own lives. So when we come back, we're not going to procrastinate We're going to dive right back into this convoluted topic. This is the Pep Talk Podcast, and I'm Coach Jay. We'll be right back. Keep it peppy. And we're back. So I've been on this journey over the course of my life to try to understand myself better, like all of us, right? Uh, Because there are things that I want to do, and and some of the things that I need to do, I don't do them or I I don't do them right in the moment where I'm supposed to do them. Like the things that I need to do, like, you know, know, grading papers or even recording episodes of the podcast. I mean, starting a blog, I've noticed that I've had this pattern over the course of my life that when I know I need to do something, I rarely end up doing it right in the moment. Now, not bragging, but your boy can cram a paper in with the best of them. Like I can last minute project like a boss. You hear me? I'm willing to bet a lot of you out there can do the same thing. What I discovered long ago, though, was that living in a constant state of last-minute madness was more harmful to me than helpful. Sure, I felt great after the thrill of completing something last minute, you know, insert Braveheart roar of victory, But in the back of my mind was always the nagging knowledge that I could have finished whatever task I was holding off on and fully engaged my free time afterward. I mean, you've probably been there where you know you needed to do something, but you were just living your best life, enjoying life, but you couldn't quite enjoy it to the fullest because you still had this thing that was hanging over your life. So I decided that in order for my life to be better, I had to be smarter about how I worked. Yet, the procrastination persisted. So I recently watched a TED Talk where the presenter, uh, his name is Tim Urban, and I'm going to drop the link in the show description. He explained procrastination in a way that I could actually relate to. It's really an informative watch, and I, I can't encourage you enough to check it out. It's really, really good. And in it, he talks about 
there being a procrastination monkey in our heads who emerges when there is something that we really need to do. Now, I need all my people out there with this procrastination monkey in your heads. I just need you to just say whoop whoop real quick, right? Because I know that I'm not the only one out there with this procrastination monkey that is wreaking havoc in, in my brain. But the procrastination monkey wants to play when we need to work, right? And it stems from the part of our brain that is much older and more developed than the part of our brain that willfully chooses to engage in tasks. Yet after the procrastination monkey has wreaked his havoc and we're panicking, our brain unleashes a monster that scares every part of our brain back into focus. And he has illustrations and everything, and it's really, really cool. Which is why the last minute workload is so exhilarating and frightening at the same time. Now, I know there is more to this science, but I believe that the illustration of this idea is one that we can all relate to. We can all feel that resistance when we really need to lock in and focus. And we all feel the guilt when we've wasted time bringing or binging television instead of doing something productive. Like, what is that thing in your life? When you have something that you need to do, what's that fallback? Like, where does your mind go? Is it like, you know, I need to go outside and, you know, have some fun. Let me go hook up with some homies and have some fun. Like, you know, maybe it's laying on the couch and taking a nap. But it's that procrastination monkey that is just jumping around, making a mess of everything, you know, ripping up the papers, letting them rain down from the ceiling. It's crazy what happens when we know that we need to do something. Now, here's what the science says. According to an article uh, on the American Psychological Association website, uh, uh, this Dr. Ferrari says that roughly 20% of population are chronic procrastinators. Let me say that again. Roughly 20% of the population are chronic procrastinators. I think a distinction has to be made here. Because while everybody procrastinates at times, not everybody qualifies as a chronic procrastinator. So before you begin self-diagnosing and WebMDing yourself to death, I want you to keep that in mind, okay? Now, according to the definition from the APA, chronic procrastinators are those who have quite literally built procrastination into the very fibers of their life processes. And let me tell you how bad this is. So we're not just talking about people who procrastinate on, on deadlines or whatever. We're talking about people who have built procrastination into waking up. We've, they've built procrastination into, you know, cooking breakfast. They procrastinate driving to work. They procrastinate on voluntary bodily functions. Like, that's bad. And while that 20% number seems small, understand, let me put this into some perspective for you. The 20% of Americans who are chronic procrastinators... That 20% number is higher than the percentage of clinically depressed people in America. Let that sink in. There are more chronic procrastinators, according to this research, than there are formally diagnosed clinically depressed people in America. Now, while we may not consider procrastination to be like this illness, this thing that needs to be fixed, I don't know. It's a problem, right? It, it, it has to be a problem. But see, here's more. Procrastination is a battle between your limbic system, which is the more fun-loving pleasure sensor, a.k.a. 
the procrastination monkey, and the prefrontal cortex, which is a more recently evolved portion of the brain that really begins to uh, evolve teenage, young adult years, okay? So within the limbic system, because it's been in place for longer, because it's been more developed for longer, it's a hard battle for the prefrontal cortex to fight. And unless we know how to fight it, we're going to keep losing. So don't necessarily blame yourself when you put work off. Blame biology. However, you know, like I said, we cheer you on, but we're also going to coach you up. We're going to elevate you. Because when we come back, I'm going to give you my top three tips for beating procrastination. Yeah, that's right. It is something that you can win against. And I'm going to give you three tips for doing that. I spent a lot of that last segment talking about science, but I think it's important to understand that a lot of our mindset issues, there are scientific explanations for them. And I think the more understanding we get, not just from a spiritual angle, but also from, you know, a mental angle, I think it gives us power. Knowledge is power, right? But now I want to talk to you from, from my heart to yours. And this is going to be one of those, you know, coaching session with Coach J moments because I really want you to listen to me right here because I can tell you that all the science and research aside, I'm going to tell you exactly what procrastination is. It's a thief. And you may be thinking to yourself, Joe, Jay, how is procrastination a thief? And I will tell you because it robs you of opportunities and it robs others of the opportunities that you bring. Like procrastinating on that book idea means that the people who need to encounter your words, whether it's your story or your development and growth ideas, they won't ever have that chance to converge with your ideas and experience a life change. Procrastinating on your business plan means that the people who need your products and services will never benefit from them. Procrastinating on getting to that meeting on time could cost you an investor. And I could go on and on and on, but I need you to understand that when you procrastinate, one of two things or maybe both things are happening at the same time. You are being robbed of an opportunity for yourself and you're robbing somebody else of an opportunity to encounter you. And maybe nobody's ever told you that you have something inside of you that this world needs. Listen, why else would you be here right now if you didn't have something of value for people to get from you? And when you choose to procrastinate, you are allowing that specialness, that value, that treasure that's inside of you to be stolen away and to be rendered useless. Y'all, I'm speaking to you honestly here right now because it is not my desire to see any one of you miss an opportunity that has been slated for you in this life because of procrastination. And I'm talking to you and I'm also talking to myself, right? Because we all have areas that we procrastinate that we procrastinate in and I just want to see you win. 
I want to see you elevate in 2023. I want to see your mindset elevate to the point where procrastination is not your thing. If you choose to take a break, it's because you're taking the break, not because some procrastination monkey has gotten a hold to you and is just running amok, amok, amok all inside your brain, y'all. We've got to elevate our mindset and we've got to use what we're learning to motivate us to become better. Y'all, the world needs what you have inside of you. The world needs what you have inside of you. I mean, it doesn't matter how much world-changing, culture-changing, community-affecting, life-shifting talent you have inside of you if it never gets used. And I think the, the, the worst thing is to look back over the course of your life and to see opportunities that you missed just because you weren't in the place. You weren't in the headspace. You weren't in the mindset. Life is big. Your dreams are big. Your impact is big. And we cannot allow procrastination to keep stealing from us. Now that we know what it is, we have to fight back to win over the ground that procrastination is stolen from us. So that being said, how do we stop procrastinating? I'm going to give you three quick ways uh, that I have seen work for me uh, and people that I know. So here's number one. Practice mindfulness. Number one is practice mindfulness. Now, I know when I say mindfulness, you start thinking about, I don't even know what you're thinking about, but I think about like a retreat you know, where you're getting your cucumber water and you're on the beach and you hear the ocean and it's all amazing. But let's reel that back a little bit because I know mindfulness is a huge buzzword right now. But here's what I mean by mindfulness. I simply mean that we need to make it a practice to be aware or even hyper aware of what's happening in our in ourselves, in our mind, in our body. We need to be aware of the triggers and the behaviors that accompany them. For example, if a big project is the trigger, the immediate behavior might be to put it off and go for a run because that feels better. That's more pleasurable in the moment for us. But if we're aware that the trigger causes us to want to go for a run, then we can tell ourselves that if we at least get the outline of the project done, then we can go for a quick lap around the block. Or maybe you can have that scoop of ice cream. Listen, there is nothing wrong with bribing your brain. Sometimes offering that carrot can help you get in the right mindset to be productive and overcome that procrastination. Our minds work on a reward system. And if we can establish that good things will happen, if we accomplish something, then the feedback loop in our mind begins to change. It's just like kids. I don't want to clean my room. Well, you can have a popsicle if you finish. Oh, okay. Then the room gets cleaned better than we've ever seen it happen before. Or at least in my house it does. I don't know about yours. But our brain is the same way. Okay. If in the feedback loop of our brain, they can remember that when we got this much accomplished, here's a reward. Or when you finish that book, oh man, we're taking a trip to an island to turn up. It's going to be great. Or when you get that lesson plan done, you can watch this episode of your favorite show, but there has to be some resistance and then the reward on the other side so that we are mentally able to press through that in order to be productive. 
So that was number one, practice mindfulness. Number two, give yourself permission to make mistakes. Mm. Now, there's research out there that shows where some procrastination spawns from feelings of anxiety regarding a task. To that, I say, free yourself. Like, if you're that person who deals with anxiety based upon a desire to be perfect, can I challenge you to make a mistake? Like, just go ahead and make the mistake. Do do the assignment completely wrong. Do the project completely wrong so that you see that if you do it wrong, it's not the end of the world. Like, can I urge you to foul it up so badly the first time? Maybe that make that first try the worst you have to offer and then breathe, <sighs> trash it, and then start again. Y'all, none of us are ever going to be perfect. And if you are a person who struggles with the mindset of, uh, of perfectionism or of anxiety-based performance, let me tell you, breathe. You're not perfect. Your work will never be as perfect as you want it to be, but we learn from it so that we can be better the next time. Whatever your process is, lead with the mistake and then give yourself permission to move on from it. Give yourself the grace to make the mistakes. I promise you grow from it. And and your work on the other side of that mistake is so much better because you've already messed it up. The only place you can go from there is up. So loose yourself, leave the anxiety, set it to the side, and don't pick it back up. This is Coach Jay telling you that you have permission to make mistakes. And I'm even going to go a step further and say that if you're not making mistakes, if you're not failing at least just a little bit, are you even trying your best? Because my best work has always come after I've messed something up. And I'm willing to bet that the same thing happens in your life. Listen, the true story of your life will never be told without the mistakes, without the failures. So let that anxiety go and give yourself permission to make mistakes so that you don't procrastinate and hinder your performance. All right. So number three, get organized. And on this one, I am preaching to the choir. I said, get organized in 2023, y'all. Making a system of goals and deadlines is a proven method of giving yourself a mindset reset. Some say writing it down is physically the best method, but I say you do what's best for you. So long as you can clearly see what is expected, what is needed, and when each portion is due. Keep this list in a visible place and refer back to it often. Set alarms and reminders in your phones. Use a planner. Hire a coach. Hint, hint. Or whatever you have to do (laughs) to get organized and level up, I challenge you to do it. There is a lot riding on your ability to overcome procrastination. So we've given you three tips. Practice mindfulness. Give yourself permission to make mistakes and get organized. And I think these three could be a really great jumping off point for you in the fight to overcome procrastination. Now, maybe you have some other tips. I know I would love to hear them, and I think the rest of our listenership would love to hear it as well. So email me your tips for overcoming procrastination to the pep talk po- uh, the pep podcast, sorry, at gmail.com. I'll throw them out on our social media feed and we'll just keep the help train going. Remember, we're a community. 
We're cheering one another on and we're coaching one another up. Now, when we come back, we will have our quote of the day and we will wrap episode six of the Pep Talk podcast up. I'm Coach Jay. Y'all are rocking with me on episode six. I'm so glad you're here. Keep it peppy and we'll be right back. Okay, our quote of the day comes from Roy T. Bennett. And he says this, Don't let procrastination take over your life. Be brave and take risks. Your life is happening right now. Ooh, that's good. Let me read it again. Don't let procrastination take over your life. Be brave and take risks. Your life is happening right now. Let me, y'all, let me just say this. Can I say it? I'm going to say it. Y'all, your life is happening right now, like you said. Procrastination is trying to put a pause on something that you cannot pause. You only end up wasting time. And you only end up wasting the heartbeats, the purpose, the plan, the goals, the gifts and abilities, the talents, the specialness, the value, the treasure that makes up your life. Y'all, don't don't be that person. Don't be that person that allows procrastination to steal time away from your life. I want you to get out there and live that extraordinary, abundant life that you have been created to live. And we're not letting procrastination steal from us no more. You heard me? All right. Y'all, thank you for rocking with us on episode six of the Pep Talk podcast. Thank you again for all of your reviews, your ratings, um, your shares, your comments, your emails, y'all. It means the world to me. Uh, you know, it, it, my heart, my heart is for you. My heart is that you would win in life. That's the purpose of this podcast. That's why I'm doing all that I do because I want to motivate, inspire, and encourage you to live your best life now and not let a single heartbeat get away from you. Y'all, y'all can, we can continue the conversation on Twitter at Pep Talk Pod. On IG, you can hit me up at underscore JB Speaks uh, and email the pep podcast at gmail.com. Y'all, it's been a pleasure. It's been an honor. We will see you next Monday for episode seven of the Pep Talk podcast. Y'all keep it abundant, keep it extravagant, but most of all, keep it peppy. See you next time. Peace out. Be blessed.